Good evening, Untangling audience. Um, happy Daylight Savings Day. Uh, today is March 14th, so it is officially Daylight Savings. Uh, some mixed uh, reviews when it comes to uh, Daylight Savings. Uh, the first is, it's so funny. If you go on uh, social media, everybody means well, but every post is hey don't forget to uh set your clocks forward uh tomorrow's uh daylight savings um hey just a reminder tomorrow's daylight savings and it's all good and well but you know times have changed no pun intended and what i mean by that is uh before we had you know the technology that we had you clearly needed a reminder I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people uh, listening to this show uh, today that are just, you know, saying to themselves, yeah, daylight savings, I would miss meetings, you know, I would miss school, I'd be late for school, uh, I'd be late for work, whatever your story is, there was a time when you did, in fact, need that reminder, however, now with a uh, Apple phone, an Android phone, you know, your computer, anything that's able to simply, you know, uh, hook up to Wi-Fi, you're not going to have that problem anymore. Okay. You are not going to miss daylight saving time if you have an Apple. So my daylight savings, uh, day started off where I was extremely exhausted. My alarm was set to go off at 7.25, which it did. And I'm just so tired. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, man, it's really 6.25. And sure enough, you know, uh, my daughter, she's up. So she never wakes up at uh, 6 in the morning, but technically it's 6.25. Uh, you know, based on what she's used to, uh, yesterday. And so we basically, uh, had to deal with that. So it really throws everybody's schedule off. Um, you know, where we really struggled with it as a family was during, um, daycare. It was so hard to get our daughter to go to bed. And then when you throw in daylight savings, it threw a lot just out the window. It was literally, you're starting from scratch to, you know, get, uh, you know, my daughter's schedule back on track so she could be on time for daycare. So, you know, we, we view daylight savings, uh, in not such a great, uh, light in uh, our household, but it's pretty funny. Uh, I was talking to somebody today and they said that if, you know, somebody were to run for president and they ran on abolishing, uh, daylight savings, they would actually get votes because clearly, uh, which I didn't know, uh, daylight savings, it, it, it bothers people. Um, and you know, we know it's once a year, so that's probably why, you know, people aren't making too much of a fuss about it, but I'm telling you, uh, daylight savings has impacted me more than you can, could imagine. And here's why. So where daylight savings really threw me off was when I moved out to uh, Arizona. And uh, for those of you who've never been to Arizona or don't know much about Arizona, Arizona, like Indiana, 
they don't have daylight savings. So it's the same time, you know, a uh, year around. But here's where it gets uh, here's where it gets confusing, and I don't literally mean you know the same time, hour, minute, year around. You know, you, you get my gist. Uh, when you're doing these podcasts, you, you have to clarify. But um, so Arizona, okay, I want to say they are on um Pacific Standard Time. I have to check, depending on which part of the state you live in, which makes it even more crazy, right? And I want to say the other part of the state is on Mountain Standard Time. So here's where it gets crazy. Because they don't they do not do daylight savings, when I lived in Arizona, we had a branch in Arizona, and our other branch was in Henderson, Nevada. So because we didn't change our time, when Nevada, okay, would change their time, it would throw us off because it's like, you know, what time is it? What time is it? And uh, this is on pre-iPhone and all that good stuff. And a lot of the phones were had this capability, but you always had to do one of those, you know, start 228, whatever it is you have to do with these cell phones back then to get it to, uh, you know, basically get back on the network and reset the network. It's a long story. So then I end up moving to Nevada. And when I'm in Nevada... Okay, Arizona doesn't do daylight savings. So now I have no idea what time it is in Nevada. So that part of the country, it used to throw me off because you'd either, because Mountain Standard Time would be one hour ahead of Nevada. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, nope, okay, would be the exact same with Nevada, but you put Arizona in there and I'm telling you, it is just complete chaos. So Arizona, Indiana, they're the two states I personally know that don't uh, do daylight savings. So uh, whatever your feeling is on daylight savings, today is definitely uh, the day where, you know, we are enjoying daylight saving. The one thing I do like about uh, this time of year with uh, daylight savings is you're able to hang outside a lot longer. Um, so, you know, for our family being able to go on walks, hanging out a lot later. So when we go on our walks, we go to the parks, whatever we're doing outside, when we come back, it's the feeling of, okay, now it's, you know, our daughter's bath time, you know, we'll watch a couple, uh, uh, shows and, uh, you know, we'll do our nightly routine. So I just think with you know daylight savings there's just simply so much more to do uh during this time a year and it's just not as you know uh depressing as you know the winter uh months here in illinois so with daylight savings if you want to know how it came about you'll hear anything from uh myths to folklores to uh you know just flat out lies um the one I've heard, and maybe there's some truth to it. Uh, it goes back to the farmers when it was time to basically start, um, you know, uh, harvesting, uh, having longer days to do their job, uh, made, you know, the harvesting season, uh, you know, that much more, um, you know, productive. So that's why daylight savings went into effect. If you know the answer, uh, send me an email. I've, I've heard everything from, you know, it actually started 
because it was a elitist way of, uh, you know, vacationing. So for those who wanted to uh, travel, uh, you know, during this time of year, and we're talking about, you know, 1900s, late 1800s here, uh, you know, just having more uh, daylight to do that made it more convenient for them. These are, you know, and I'm talking about, these are like reputable people who are telling me, uh, you know, some of this uh, stuff that I'm uh, hearing. So who knows how much truth there is to it. Uh, after uh, this episode, I'll probably just hop on uh, Google to uh, try and find the answer. But I'm pretty sure at this point in time, it's probably like, you know, the uh, game of uh, telephone where the information we have now has been so skewed from over uh, 200 years of this uh, nonsense uh, that who knows what the real answer is. So that's how I'm going to start the show today is daylight savings, but that's not what today's show is about. Today's show is about the COVID vaccine. Uh, so I was very fortunate. Uh, I was able to get the uh, COVID vaccine and I wanted to share my experience with the audience. So I live in uh, Illinois and the way Illinois does it is they have different phases, okay? And I'm actually just on the computer right now in regards to uh, Illinois' phases. So Illinois has phase 1A, phase 1B, phase 1B plus, okay? And phase 1A, uh, it's basically uh, healthcare workers as well as uh, residents and staffs in a long-term facility. Uh, phase 1B, it says January 25th, 2021, phase 1B will begin allowing um, frontline essential workers and residents age 65 and over to get uh, vaccinated. And within these, uh, you know, definitions of 1A and 1B, they have certain exceptions here and there. Uh, phase 1B plus, it says on February 25th, 2021, phase 1B plus will be launched expanding vaccine eligibility to people in Illinois with serious medical conditions and building on the state's effort uh, to uh, equally uh, distribute COVID-19 vaccines. The expansion includes residents 16 and older with disabilities or underlying conditions who aren't otherwise covered in previous eligibility categories in accordance with CDC guidelines, uh, medical condition, uh, impact uh, uh, that impact people of color, and expansion to criteria advancement states goals of equitable distribution, uh, so this includes, okay, uh, kidney uh, disease. It includes chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So that's known as COPD, uh, diabetes, heart condition, um, and uh, I want to say obesity. Yep, obesity is in there. Um, it actually has pregnancy, which I didn't know there was any data in regards to, uh, you know, the COVID vaccine and pregnant women. Um, and uh, disease, uh, sickle cell disease. Uh, so that's phase 1B. But part of that uh, is, you know, if you work in a hospital, 
and technically I work in a hospital, there is a uh, one where it has, you know, a uh, doctor, uh, essential worker and a uh, non-clinical. So our, um, you know, organization has been pressing us, hey, contact the county, get the vaccine, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. We've had a lot of uh, CEO, um, you know, just updates in regards to make sure you get the vaccine. So I decided, okay, I'm going to try and get this vaccine. So the first thing I did was I went on uh, Bloomington's uh, county page and everything is booked. So Champaign is 45 minutes away. So I look at Champaign County, everything is booked. I look at Peoria. Peoria is 45 minutes uh, west of uh, Bloomington. So I go on Peoria's county website. Everything is booked. So I decide on my spare time, I'm going to go to the pharmacy because there clearly has to be a game within the game. So I go to the uh, pharmacy and there's a pharmacist uh, who I've uh, known for over seven years. It's where I've been going since I moved here. So I asked her, how are people getting vaccines? Like, how are these schedules being booked so fast? Like, there's no way for you to even book these things. And so what she told me is um, if you have a high V in your area, so for everybody on the East Coast, uh, high V would basically be a stop and shop. Uh, um, uh, what else could I compare it to? So you have stop and shop there, uh, market basket, you know, one of those uh, grocery stores, uh, kind of like a uh, BJ's uh, Whole Foods. Uh, so I go to high V and the pharmacist tells me, we refresh our website every night at 12.01 a.m. So I said, okay, that is great inside information. I'll try to get an appointment. So here we go. So I'm sitting there, and I'm usually in bed probably 9.30, uh, 10.30, 11 max, okay? So I'm just like, man, I got to stay up till 12.01 to see if I could get this vaccine. But as I'm waiting up, you know, you're reading the news, you're hearing the news and you're like, you know what, I, I have to get this thing. And I was a little bit hesitant about the vaccine, which we could talk about, you know, in a uh, different uh, episode. So I'm sitting there, 12.01 comes, I refresh my computer and I see these appointments. As I'm filling out, I see one 9.30 Monday morning, forget the exact date. I start filling all my information. And the good thing about Google Chrome is Google Chrome auto-populates all your information. So I'm like, wow, talk about an advantage. All my stuff gets filled out, address, phone number, how they could contact me. And I hit submit and it says, sorry, um, spot's not available. So I'm just like, wow, like how did, how did that happen? Okay. And so the next night, now my whole day thrown off because now I can't get to sleep till two in the morning and I got to work the next day. So I'm just exhausted. But, you know, this is a uh, this is a necessary, um, you know, uh, vaccine that I have to I have to get. So the next night I'm like, OK, 
So here's here's my new strategy. Instead of going for the first appointment, I'm going to go for the last appointment because it's going to take people way more time to fill this out. So 1201 comes, refresh my computer. Up, oh, there's one open, end of the day. I start filling everything out, auto-populates Google. Yep, select uh, you know all the required information, hit submit. Sorry, booked. We don't have any time. And I say to myself, you know what? There is no way I can continue to do this every night to try to get a vaccine. There has to be another way. So the next day, I decide to call up McLean County. I explain to them, I've been trying to get an appointment. Uh, it's been extremely difficult. What can I do to get an appointment? And this really, really nice lady from McLean County, she tells me, we refresh our computers, uh, our website, every day at 11 a.m. So I said, thank you so much. This is such valuable information. I can't thank you enough. So I put on my calendar, my work calendar, 11 to 11.10, okay, a.m. And I had a meeting, but it was simply like, okay, within that time period, before I hopped to my actually 11.30 a.m. Uh, meeting to get all this done. So 11 a.m. comes, refresh my computer, McLean County, see an opening, sign up. When you believe it, I get the appointment and I am ecstatic, right? And so now I'm just like, okay, which vaccine am I going to get? Am I going to get uh, Pfizer? Am I going to get Moderna? And uh, with Pfizer, uh, I was texting back and forth with my uh, in-laws and they got the Pfizer. They said, hey, you know, they had no issues, but they did have some headaches. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, I'll, I kind of want to go with the Moderna vaccine. Uh, so it's what it is. And it just happens, as my luck would have it, it happens to be the uh, Moderna vaccine. So my um, appointment is set for March 9th, okay, at 1.15 p.m. And so I block off the time to go in and get this vaccine. First things first, uh, for uh, those of you who listen to the podcast, it was done by the military. So the military took over um, our hockey rink, okay? And funny story about the hockey rink, I actually uh, used to work there. And that's a whole nother uh, untangling podcast. All military, hockey rink, and you see this organized system. It's like, okay, check in here, right? So you check in. And what I did is McLean County actually has a really cool uh, software where you could download the barcode into your Apple wallet. So I made sure I did that. Um, you know, had my ID with me. They also said, bring your uh, work ID to verify, you know, you do in fact work for a hospital. Uh, so I did that and I go and, you know, it's simply thank you for your service. You see all these, uh, young, uh, soldiers and they have the thing down pat. You have the, uh, foot footsteps leading to where you go to next. And it was done where it wasn't crowded. 
everybody was extremely spread out. And as I'm walking, I'm just like, man, like with this vaccine, like, you know, the first story that came to my mind was a story about uh, this lady in California who actually passed away because she had a bad uh, reaction to the vaccine, knock on wood. And, you know, you'll see that in the news. And a lot of times it's to scare you. Like sometimes people have all kinds of conditions that, you know, who knows? Maybe they would have had a heart attack that day regardless without a vaccine. You don't know the healthcare reasons, but these are the kind of things that go into your mind when you're, you know, going to do something that there's not a lot of, I always say, outcomes data on. However, again, on a previous podcast, I said, listen, I'd, I fear COVID more than I fear this vaccine. So, you know, that kind of put my mind at ease. So this uh, soldier, you know, I asked him where he's based. He said he's uh, based out of Chicago. Uh, asked him how he's been enjoying the weather. And the weather's been really nice here. He's like, oh, it's 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 great. Uh, once he's done with this, it's uh, back to, uh, you know, Chicago uh, to just continue, uh, you know, more military stuff. So he's just like, okay, so you're a righty or lefty? I said, uh, I'm a righty, so I want to use my left hand. He goes, hey, just to let you know, your arm's going to be sore for a couple of days. So to tell you your arm gets sore would be the biggest understatement. I got this thing done on what? Did I say March 9th uh, uh, earlier? Uh, whatever date I said, my arm is still sore. And I want to say it is more than a week and a half uh, later. Okay. Uh, that's how sore, sore your arm is. So he gives me the shot and honestly, you don't feel anything, but here's where I panicked. Um, the soldier tells me, Hey, before you leave, I need you to go sit over there for 20 minutes because we just have to monitor if you have any allergic reactions. And in my head, I'm like, wow, you know, that's a good protocol. You know, the last thing you want somebody to do myself included, because I actually drove there is get behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> it's not funny, but get behind the wheel of a car and God forbid, you know, something bad happens. So I'm sitting there and now you're in, and here's where I think people panic because I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, am I feeling different? Your mind just starts going crazy in regards to, am I having an allergic reaction? Okay. I am starting to feel a little different, but to be honest with you, 20 minutes went by and I felt great to say the least. So, um, this person came up to me who works, you know, for the arena and obviously for McLean County. Uh, she said, Hey, you have to set up your uh, second appointment. Would you like to do it now or do it at home? And I said, Oh, I could do it at home. Cause I kind of wanted to get out of there, but I'm just like, listen, the second shot is so important. What if I mess up and don't do it right? So I asked her, I'm like, would you be able to assist me in being able to just, you know, uh, schedule it now? So after you take the vaccine, they give you a card and in that card, there is a uh, code or a identifier for your second vaccine. So uh, the worker pulls out her iPad and pulls up in my information and goes to enter the code in and it won't take the code. So she's like, oh, you know, we've seen this happen. We have to provide you with a new code. So I'm so happy I had them basically set up the appointment there because they were able to get me a new code. They were able to get me into the system. So my next Moderna vaccine is on April uh, 6th at 1.30. Wanted to keep the time roughly uh, the same. And again, 
I know I'm out of the woods with the first shot, but people said, hey, the second shot is kind of like when you start to feel it. So just when you think you're out of the woods, you talk to people who've gotten it and you know, these are the feedback. And again, everybody's body is different. So how do I feel after getting the first shot? First and foremost, you feel like the weight of the world is lifted off your shoulder. Um, clearly I still have to be careful because you know, my wife doesn't have it. I haven't, hasn't gotten the shot. My daughter hasn't gotten the shot. So I understand, uh, all that, but just knowing if I were to get this, I have a fighting chance at survival. You can't put a price tag on that feeling. So everybody who's playing games, oh, I'm not going to get the shot. It's not worth it. Let them play their games. I'm telling you right now, get that shot. Uh, and even with a shot like J&J, which is 76, 67 to 76% effective, get it. When J&J says that, here's what's fascinating. So when J&J did their study, their study was based on all the Corvin variants, which means that if this thing splits, J&J has already studied that. So they had to do the South African variants and J&J has one shot. So that 67 to 73, 76% effective rate is actually amazing because they covered vaccines that Pfizer and Moderna didn't test for. Will Moderna and uh, Pfizer's, uh, you know, vaccine be as efficacious? Absolutely. We just don't know what those percentages are. So if you could get the thing, I'm telling you, you're going to feel like the weight of the world is lifted off your shoulder. Um, you know, it's been a while since I actually had a drink. Uh, I want to say it's been well over three months since the last time I, uh, drink alcohol, but I'm not going to lie to you. I wanted to go to a bar uh, and it was also work hour and just start celebrating. It's been such a stressful year. Uh, I used to go to the grocery store. You come back, you know, you start sneezing. You're, you start saying, do I have this thing? Anytime your body feels slightly off, you're kind of petrified that you might have COVID. So that was my experience getting the COVID vaccine. It was well organized and it's so refreshing, you know, going on Facebook and seeing everybody. I got vaccinated. I got vaccinated, showing you the vaccination cards. Uh, now I'm part of that crowd and I am, uh, you know, extremely uh, happy I was able to do so. So now the next part of this conversation becomes, okay, so I have my shot. Uh, I spoke with my wife uh, for professors. Uh, they will be able to get theirs if there's vaccine available on uh, May 1st. So we're monitoring uh, that timeline. And one of the things I recommend for anybody uh, at home is find out, can you get on the cancellation list? Can you call the county and find out when do they refresh that website? So you have a fighting chance of being able to get a vaccine. Um, but once my wife gets a vaccine, okay, so that makes the two of us in our household, um, clearly things will be better off. However, my biggest concern is not only my wife, but it's also my daughter. So that's the part. And I was talking to 
a family member about this, it's it's almost like people struggle to connect the dots. Okay, so if you're working at a corporation and a hundred percent of the employees are vaccinated, that doesn't mean they can't get COVID and bring it home to their family who's not vaccinated. Okay, and I know there's essential workers um uh working prior to any vaccine conversation, but I'm talking about those of us who were sent home uh, to be on the safe side. And I'm going to be honest, until my daughter's vaccinated, I'm not going to feel comfortable going back into the workplace because I'm okay bringing COVID home and then having to, you know, live with that on my shoulder. So clearly some great news in regards to, uh, you know, this whole COVID pandemic, just listening to the news, you're starting to hear things uh, shift. There is still concern with spring break. Will people bring this back? You know, we we still have to, you know, wear our mask. We still have to stay uh, vigilant. Uh, so it's just refreshing to know it has been a year long battle. And right now there seems to be some light at the end of the tunnel. All right, so I am gonna share with you uh, this next clip. And uh, this next clip is uh, just uh, feedback uh, and uh, the experience of people who have actually gotten the second uh, dose of the uh, COVID vaccine. So sit back and take a listen. It's a short two minute clip. The Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, Dr. Paul Offit says COVID-19 vaccine appointments were staggered among staff because the second dose can pack a temporary punch. We knew that the people could miss a day or two of work. As the vaccines roll out across the country, many Americans are having the same experience. For me, it was the body aches that were definitely the most severe. I felt like I'd been hit by a truck for like six hours. I could feel them. Every joint and muscle in my body just really began to, to ache and felt very sore. Um, Temperature-wise, I had wild fluctuations. Carney Lewis and Eric Gennard got the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, respectively. But it's not just the second dose of the two-shot vaccines that come with reactions. Alex DeBard, a 24-year-old child care worker, received the one-shot J&J vaccine. The 12th hour hit, and I got a horrible fever. Um, I, like, I felt the, like, skin tingles that you get right before it, like, sets in. She'd scheduled her vaccine appointment on a Sunday, thinking she'd have either Pfizer or Moderna and feel fine to go to work after the first dose. But she ended up having to call out. I have been in bed all day. Offit says that's the immune system working. Its job is to make, in this case, antibodies directed against the coronavirus spike protein so that when you then are challenged with that virus or you're exposed to the virus, that, you, uh, that you're able to defeat that virus. So, untangling audience, I uh, hope you like that clip. Uh, that's what I'm in store for um, in less than a month. I'm in no rush for that uh, time to, uh, you know, uh, come up, uh, soon. I hope it takes extremely long as I enjoy these days. So, um, overall summary, uh, got the first dose and I felt great. Um, 
no uh, fever, no adverse effects, literally felt uh, the same way I went in. Uh, however, uh, after listening to that clip, we know the second shot is really, really when you're going to uh, start to uh, feel it. And uh, as the doctor said, uh, once you start getting a fever, it just tells you that your immune system is working. All those uh, RNA, uh, I don't know if they are cells or, you know, uh, the uh, exact definition, but, you know, uh, actually the spike proteins are, uh, you know, fighting that uh, infection or disease or virus, whichever terminology you prefer uh, to use. So, again, it is a feeling of the uh, weight of the world being lifted off your shoulder. And what I'll do is I will continue to keep this audience uh, updated on my uh, COVID vaccine uh, journey. Um, you know, when all this was going on, uh, I hoped that, you know, somebody who's been through it uh, had a way of communicating, you know, exactly you know, what they went through, what the process was like. And a lot of times, you know, they do, but it's more like, okay, now that I have the shot and they tell you the story and what I wanted to do on today's episode is, well, how do you get that shot? Because it's extremely uh, difficult uh, to do. And it seems like, you know, there's a game within the game in regards to uh, getting uh, that schedule. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed today's uh, episode. Uh, look for a, ep a new episode uh, next week and keep those emails coming in in regards to, you know, what you'd like me to discuss, what you'd like uh, uh, for uh, me to untangle. It's always a uh, pleasure uh, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great rest of your week and make sure you turn that clock ahead. Have a good one.